Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. So, three, two, one. If that happens again, I'll have to stop halfway through and it's going to be really awkward. But for now, we'll get going. You ready? Sort of. Sort of. Sure? Yep. Okay. It is our fourth and potentially final Behind the Glass live event of the year. And I'm going to come out and say it. I said it off camera. I'm now, I'm confident enough to declare it. It's our favourite one yet. Everyone give yourself a round of applause. Thank you for being here. Now... I do have to apologise slightly because Tony is tired today. I'm tired, yeah. And he arrived going, oh. Tired no. of seeing you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to need some more coffee. He's like, I just got back from a lad's trip in Portugal. Um, so Which wasn't a holiday. I mean, I went for an holiday. It's not really a holiday. Why is it not a holiday? Well, I've been driving a week. I'm just tired. You're not driving professionally. You were driving your own very nice car around a very nice part of the world with some friends. That sounds like a holiday. Well, there's a few of you that have done some road trips. Are you tired after long road trips? Thank you. There's some people I can see are nodding, and I know them because I've been on trips with them. It's tiring, right? <laughs> Thank you. Such a first world problem. Anyway, I have loaded him up with coffee. He may take a while to warm up, or he's just going to be more grumpy and rude than ever. So I'm just apologising in advance for the liability that is Tony. Um, I do actually want to hear all about your trip. Uh, we'll get on Not to that. Not now. No, we're going to come back to it, um, because we've got to do the Rate My Ride. And, and today, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting rate, my ride, because, well, firstly, the cars outside, are, it's like Goodwood Festival of Speed out there. They're legit. They are, yeah. And I just said that walking around. I thought, I mean, I can't really pick a bad one. I mean, I'm going to find something. I have actually are. got one. I've, I've got uh, an ace up my sleeve as well, so which I have found, so... Okay, well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to at least review them and I think maybe even just get excited about how amazing they all are. Um, but yeah, of course, Tony will probably be mean about a few anyway. So we'll get started with that and then we do have, yeah, some, some news to catch up on and I want to hear about, uh, yeah, Tony's big, oh, ads trip to Portugal! Way! <laughs> it's so derogatory, isn't it? I am. Um, okay, so we're going to kick things off right at the sharp end and this really sets the tone for how ridiculous today's parking lot is. With an F12, Tony. Well, look at this. Yeah. Well, someone lied to me. More oh. than one person lied to me. Said it was a TDF. So they've either got sunglasses on or they've lost their ability to see. <laughs> because you can tell the difference between who said it was a TDF. I I no one's going to put their hands no up. No one's going to put their hands up. <laughs> I walked downstairs and thought, that's not a TDF. <laughs> it's a very nice F12, though. I maybe the mistake was made because of the stripe, which. You're a very nice man. We met earlier. I don't know where you've gone. Where are you? Go on, brave yourself. Put your hands up. He's not going to... There he is. There he is on the back. You're very... I'm not a fan of the stripe. I'm just going to come out and say it. You know, each to their own. And the car is an amazing car. I'm just not a stripe fan in general. I thought Paul Wallace owned it. 
when I went down Because <laughs> of the stripe. Ch- chav mobile. It, it, can you call an F12 a chav mobile? With a stripe, you can, yeah. <laughs> It is an amazing car, and I know that this man came out of a Turbo... Turbo S? Turbo S to an F12. How old was your Turbo S? 991.2 Turbo S into an F12. I I understand that change. I understand it, yeah, but, I mean, it's a death trap, that car, right? (laughs) It is a death trap. Well, uh, good good luck in the winters, what I'll say. But, no, I mean, we're being super critical about an F12. How long have you owned it? Five months. So you've not done a winter in it? He's not done a winter yet. Well, that's a stupid question because it's all in one piece. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not on its roof yet. Anyway, let's move on because... (sighs) Brace myself. Next to it... Oh, my God! Someone bought a Challenge Stradale to Behind the Glass Live. Now, I said that I wouldn't go downstairs. I went downstairs. I freaked out. I screamed like a child. And then I came and grabbed you and you didn't really care. And, I mean... Who, whose car is it? Who bring it? I want to shake his hand again, but I already have. <laughs> I mean, he's just an absolute legend. And you remind us where you drove from? Burton on Trent. Burton on Trent in a Stradale. Now, he was like, oh, yeah, brutal. And it's loud. I was like, what a dream. I would happily deliver that car for you. And you could have just got the train or something. I would drive that car to Iceland if I could. Can I just say, he's the generic man for that car. <laughs> nice teeth. <laughs> he's got, no, no, no. He's got nice slick back hair. He's got muscles. You can't have a chance. Look at you. You haven't even got any air. <laughs> No, because when he this? goes to Monaco or gives it large at San Tropez, he pulls up, he gets out, all the birds will be around him. They'll what run away when you get out. What do you mean? <laughs> Firstly, this is horrible, horrible stereotypism. Have well, you, you do to, that to me all the time. Have you ever been to San Tropez? That's where he's from. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done him. He's been a few times. Uh, hey, I think anyone in the world can own a Challenge to Dali, and it infinitely makes them way cooler than they already are. It's unbelievable. I love the spec, even though I just absolutely slangs off an F12 having a stripe. This Dali does have the stripe, and I think it's beautiful. It's got the black leather interior spot on. Do you prefer them with or without stripes? I prefer all Ferraris without stripes, but I think the only one that I would... Stradale's probably the only one I'd allow a stripe on, or the 599 with the heritage stripe and the white dot. Do you okay. remember those? They're, they're all right, yeah, which yeah. they also did on the F12 TDF. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, I'm a bit... Uh, people, uh, let's do a hands-up stripes on Ferraris. Yay. Well, put your hands up then. About no. six. Okay, who prefers without stripes? Yeah, the majority of people. Well, Sorry, F12 guy. <laughs> um, anyway, Mr. Stradali, thank you so much. You've made my day, and I think, yeah, ended this behind-the-glass live season <laughs> at a peak. I brought out the 360 today being like, oh, man, look, my 360's here now. You know that's the worst car here, by the way? What? That 360. That is genuinely... I cannot find a worse car than yours. <laughs> and that's no joke. I've walked round and I thought... What's the worst car here? What can I go in on? And it's yours. <laughs> I would honestly... Some people have got the bus today and I'd rather go back with them than get in your car. <laughs> you know what I hate? When Tony gets really cocky and overexcited, he stamps his feet. Everyone in the audience watch this today. When he thinks he's on a run, when he's like, oh, yeah, I go, he stamps his feet and it kills me. What did you turn up in today? It's a work car, mate. Okay, so firstly, not even like yours, so jog on. Well, Secondly, it is mine. I own the company. No, we've you been, keep we've saying done this, this before. No, but mate, like, anyway, long story. What is it? It's an A45S. Crap. Well, you're only saying that because <laughs> who, who would have an A45S here? Over a 360. Put no, your no, hands no. down. Put your hands down. <laughs> You've only, I mean, they were all going to put their hands up then and you no, started flapping. Not a chance. Anyway, you can just jog on, mate. So, <laughs> moving on, uh, we've got a very nice Abarth 124 Spider. Yeah. Uh, we're big fans of these. I think we've spoken about them quite t- a few times before on the podcast. They're, they're overlooked, they're underrated. Um, they get a ton of attention in Italy. Yeah. But I think here as well, and yeah, b- a big fan, classic spec. One, the the, one of the lads that's been helping us for the, yes, with the podcast, Ollie, Ollie yeah. Uh, he's got a lovely grey one, and and you know I'm not really. He's modded it like perfectly. He's, what's, what, what's he done to it? Do you know what he's done to it? Ollie, are you here? Ollie, are you, are you there, downstairs? Boy? Maybe he's downstairs. Oh, he's over there. Ollie, what have you done to that one two four? Pretty much everything he says. Oh, no, uh, suspension, wheels, seats. What seats have you put in there? Fixed bucket seats in a one two four. 
Can you get any more performance out of a one two four? Not really. Spend a lot of money for a very little gain. It's a bit like a 360. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, we've got a Up GTI returning guest. Up GTI. Mm-hmm. We're always a fan of. We know we're very pro. Uh, looks like nice. them little cars. Oh, red cars today. Mm. Bit of a red turnout, isn't it? Um, Abarth. Yeah. Who's is the stunning? It's a dark blue. It's almost like a triple led blue Abarth over here. Oh, another returning guest. Remind me, is it a five nine five comp? It's. I mean, how do you? I mean, I, mate, you know about these cars. No, but you know what. Can anyone in this room tell me the difference between a Turismo uh, comp? Uh, oh, this man can. So one man's put his hand up. I know them all. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very hard visually to tell the difference between the specs of 595 until you start taking the, the wings and the body kits. And, but I just love the colour of that blue. I'd forgotten how nice it is. And in the sun today, it's working. I think maybe last time you came, it was grey. And we didn't really. What, you painted flare. it? No, no, no. The colour, the, the weather was grey. Oh. Yeah. All right, mate, chill out. Uh, 992 Cab Cabriolet. Very good. Can I buy that car? Whose car's that? Can we sell it? (laughs) (laughs) 20 grand over list. Um, Red roof. I'm liking that. Silver with the red roof. What colour's the interior? Black. Black. Oh, you've died. What do you mean he's died? It's got three colours on it. What colours you you wanted? What what interior did you want? Red interior. Oh, no. Are you from Birmingham? No, he's not from Birmingham. He doesn't need a red interior. That's, that's derogatory. Mate, you can't say that. I apologise, everyone. I'll cut that bit out. No, don't cut it out. <laughs> um, I think that's so nice. It's got the red calipers, red roof. <laughs> because when the roof is down, you don't want a red interior. Why? That's why you want a red interior, so people can see it. I'd go... F- red seat belts. Oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> I think he was being sarcastic. Very nice. We're really, really. Nice. And you know what? Those are those wheels, which I didn't like at the start, but no, now the I'm really coming round to. Spy- yeah. Are they spider wheels, yeah. are they? Yeah. yeah, they're the best wheels to have. There's a lot going on, but they're good. Lotus. <laughs> Lotus. <laughs> Elan? Someone's bought some cheese. That's, that's the Elan, right? <laughs> Green Elan. Am I right? Who's bringing that? Over here. It is an Elan. I'm not going mad. Is he a big bloke? Or? <laughs> St- stand up, sir. <laughs> stand up. <laughs> You want to fight him? Uh, he's got glasses. Yeah, I'll have a go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for making you do that. Um, now I'm a big. I mean, it's a green lotus. I'm a big fan. Well, because it's green. Yeah, of course, it's a green lotus. I mean, it can't go really wrong. I don't really care how it drives. Just to look how at did it, you get cool. it here? Uh, just about. Yeah, yeah, just about with a push. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool. I, like, I, unfortunately, I don't know anything about it. H- horsepower? Not many. No. One. 180. 180, that's all right. I think it's a cool looking thing. Do you enjoy it or is it a bit of a, the bane of your life? Uh, leaks like a sieve in the rain. It leaks like a sieve in the rain. <laughs> no, it's brilliant to drive. Brilliant to drive. Okay. I'm going to. You, you, should we leave it at that? He's a nice guy, this guy. Lots of trouble, usually serious. Is that right? That's Lotus? right. Yeah, Lotus. Is that well, correct? Good to, I got that right? Good to look at either way. Yeah, but he's a nice lad and he's laughing and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And he works for McLaren, so he's used to cars Do that you? don't work. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's got experience in things. So not, you've not tried to so buy a car worse than what you make. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy a McLaren. I'm sorry, McLaren, if you're watching. Um, Please still invite me to that event. Uh, Now, there is such an aggressive but fun-looking Fiesta ST that's just popped up. And I say that because it's got white wheels. And they're not just white. They are the most aggressively white wheels. It almost looks like our Chanshadali guy's teeth. They're so white. (laughs) He's on his phone. He missed that. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, white wheels, Fiesta ST. It's got a stripe, though. Where have you guys gone? At the back here. Now, you were telling me when you arrived that you think that this could be the loudest car in the car park today. One of them. One of them. Do you want to have a rev battle with my car? Yes. Okay, that's happening after the recording. That's not what you just said. (laughs) 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 You said it's the loudest Fiesta ST. Does it... Does it pop and bang and crackle? Pops and bangs and crackle, does all that. Is he your son? He sounds like you. <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, I think it's super cool. Outside. I, I do really like that, and I like that shape. It reminds me of my teenage years in 1992. Uh, anyway. 92? Uh, yeah, very cool. Good for Sure. You Moving on. Uh, 140i? Is one that with... 135. 135. Orange with the silver bits. Where, where are you at? 
Is it 140? I apologise. Would you like to sell it? No. Oh. no. <laughs> you didn't know what it was a second ago. Is that the rear wheel drive one? It's a shadow edition. Is it a bit of a handful? Well, they're all rear wheel drive. No, but they're not the new ones. Well, that's, that's not what, a new one. No, but I, I, but I lost track when they changed it. I don't know. All right, chill out. I'm not in your business. Um, so, yeah, very nice. And what's that colour called? Sun, orange. Sunset orange. Orange. He just says orange. Sunset <laughs> orange it is. It's very nice. Very nice. Oh, an M2 competition. It took us a while to get here. We've got our first M2 of the day. Is Can that the manual car? Is that the manual car? Uh, who, who? Over here? Yeah, that's the manual car, yeah? Manual yeah, we've already M2 spoke about yeah. You were welcomed, uh, yeah. as always. Uh, Cooper S. Yeah. Very nice dark blue Cooper S. We're fans of the Cooper S. We are. Um, in general. Uh, Golf R, very nice black Golf R. Actually in quite a classy spec. This is like almost an unmolested Golf R, which is becoming as rare as a JDM unmolested, like mm. Supra or Evo. You know, I think that's actually quite low It's a three-door. It's is it, a three-door. Is it a manual? Is this, is this your Golf R? Is, is it a manual? manual Good. Th- and three-door. Oh, that's a dream. Yeah. That's a proper actual golf hatch, like hot hatch. Yeah. Winning. Don't make them anymore, do they? No. In, in either three-door or manual. So we're auto and five-door. And so then what have we got next to it? We've got an, is that a, help it's me out, a GTI? Seven GTI, isn't it? Mark seven, seven GTIs GTI. come in that. Seven GTI. At the back, right at the back. Oh, yeah, we spoke to him, yeah. Now, was this the man, this is the man, Uh-oh. who wants to change his car... Uh-oh. So he's got a, is that a three-year-old, four-year-old? Yeah, 2018. 2018. 2018 Golf GTI. So it's a 7.5 of all the modern technology. And the man must have got out the wrong side of the bed. Because he wants to change it, ladies and gentlemen, for a 10-year-old TTRS. What a move. Do it. Do it. Unbelievable. TTRS? A 10-year-old one. Oh, who cares? He's going to get out of that car, get in that one and go, oh my God, what have I done? Only you would do that. Because he'll start that TTRS and it'll go... Rrr. That's a good impression. And, and it'll be amazing. And people go, oh, is that an R8 or is it a TT? Who knows? No, I told him, just work a bit harder, save a bit more money and get the new one. That's what you've got to do. Just wait a bit wait a bit longer. Don't get the 10-year-old one because you're buying a worse car. And I do see that sometimes, you know. Sometimes people part exchange cars and I think, why are you doing this? Obviously, I don't say nothing. But <laughs> I think to myself, like, you're, you're giving me a better car. You and know, sometimes they're giving me money as well, which is really peculiar. <laughs> I know a guy who swapped a 540C for a 360. <laughs> He's bought a worse car, yeah. <laughs> that was me, idiot. <laughs> um, but I think do it, because I think I disagree with Tony here. Firstly, we all know Tony loves the modern stuff. That's his whole vibe. Like, he just wants new, new, new. And there's something about the persona and the character of a car that goes beyond its infotainment system. And a TTRS is a more unique, more... Pers- personable. It's got more personality than a golf. And even though it might be slightly worse, worse can sometimes be better. It can sometimes give you that personality, that character, that point of difference. As we pointed out, there's already quite a few golfs here today. Have we seen a TTRS? No. If you turned up in a TTRS, I'd be like, wow, what a car. That's so cool. So give the man a break. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. And it's our returning Cayman GTS. Thank you again. You, uh, these guys have come to all four of our well done, boys. live events, which is a, a solid commitment and I think needs a round of applause. And I would, lo- I mean, I would have thought by now I was bored of that car, but every time I see it, I'm like, it's just so good. Yeah, it's, it's, cool, such a, yeah. it's such a good looking car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank, thanks for being back. Oh, and a GT4. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got M2, we've got the GT4. 981? Nah, no, 718. 718, 718? Yellow, yellow GT4. Very, oh, back here. Congratulations, Ma- sir. Manual car. Are you yeah. enjoying it? Uh, I am, but I want a GT3. So. He wants a GT3. Did you have to buy the GT4 to be able to get a GT3? Uh, no. no. You were just trying your best to see if it would help. Yeah. yeah. I, wanted a, I thought I could get on with manual, but I want a PDK back because I've had Cayman and stuff before. You want a PDK GT4? GT3. Oh. Because he was about to say, you could swap it. I've got one in stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you put an exhaust on it or anything like that? You yeah, want it? Brook race exhaust and that did that trans- did you do it straight away or did you run the car stock uh, for a while? About four months and changed it. Four months. So is it is it po- you, you haven't got rid of the filters right? You've just done no, the back box, yeah, so still got the open. Yeah. That's so you still problem. got the little drone low yeah. and the low revs. Yeah, that's the only that's the only bad bit about that car for me. Like I said, I always prefer a PDK to a manual, but I took one of them on a 
three day road trip, didn't I, in Wales? Yep, and, yeah. and Eight your words. No, I didn't know. <laughs> you you so called me and you went, manuals not actually that bad. It wasn't that bad for that for that particular trip on them roads. Yeah. You know, if you're on different roads in Europe, it'd be no good. But, but you know, for for that purpose, it was more, it was fine. I yeah. So when you say GT3, are you praying for a 992 GT3 or you you take a 991 or a uh, yeah, 991, yeah. 991 GT3? So yeah, I mean it's. it's I think you're going to find it an infinitely more exciting car, whilst Tony might sit here and tell us that that will do laps around the Nürburgring or Brands Hatch quicker than a 991 GT3. I don't really care. I think, I think you'd get so much more out of a, no, a that GT3. Wouldn't, what, a 991.1 or 991.2? Oh, I had a 991.2 lined up in March, and I didn't do it, and I'm gutted now, because obviously they're about to... So he missed his 991.2 GT3 opportunity. Yeah, that's miles quicker than... Even a 991.1 is probably quicker than that round of yeah. track. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. yeah. Well, anyway, it's it's a stunner. I love the specs, so don't don't knock yourself too hard. Oh, okay. So we've got a silver Peugeot, and I'm going to be honest. Tony, help me out. It, what two oh six, three oh six, four oh seven? I don't know about uh, Peugeots. It's four, five doors. Three oh eight. Peugeot. Three oh seven. Three oh seven, and it's got a behind the glass sticker in it. Have you been to an event before? All of them. All of them. Oh, well, 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 applause. I feel like, did you get the bus last time? Pardon? Did you get the bus last time? I came up on the train once, that's it. You've passed your test and this is your first car. Oh, another oh, round of applause. There we go. <laughs> how old are you? How, how old are you? 19. Well 19. done, boy. That's brilliant. Well, and thank you for the sticker placement. That is amazing. And a uh, solid first car, actually. Can I just say, wait go a minute. On. I know sometimes I am derogatory about older cars. You right? But sometimes when we take these really old cars in part exchange, or older cars in part exchange, I get in them and drive them, and they're not really that bad. Like a 10-year-old... How old is that car? 55 plate. So it's 15 years old nearly, right? But it still drives perfectly well. Like, you know... Back when I was a youngster mm-hmm. and drove 15-year-old cars, they were, like, undrivable. Awful. Terrible. But now, like, and there'll be no money, no money to insure. And This is what kills me, though, right? Because I've spent the last year trying to tell you that modern classics is where it's at, okay? That, you know, let's forget these super new cars. Go back in time. Things were simpler. They were just as good. And you've spent a year telling me I'm an idiot, my car's crap, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Correct. You've just said a 15-year-old Peugeot is actually really good. But that's an every... I'm just talking in comparison. That's an everyday car. Some of the toilet that you've turned up in before. <laughs> now, honestly. But, so I thought they, you'd been a toilet in some of them. What, would a modern-day Peugeot not be infinitely better? Of course it'd be better. But what I'm saying is they're not that bad. When Some of the dross that you tell me about, the modern classic stuff, they really are that bad. Like they're an just, XKRS GT. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a Jaguar. It's I mean, great. that's a disaster. No, it's not. It's the F-Type engine, like, super right up. It's got aero. It went around the Nürburgring. It's a proper thing. It's super went rare. Went around the Nürburgring. <laughs> Slowly. Um, okay, well, I'm going to let you have this because I don't want to have a full-on fisticuffs fight right here on the live podcast. But we're going to come back to this this year. Season five is the year or the season that I convert you to modern classics because I actually know secretly Tony's coming around to this. He's having a few experiences going, oh, actually, it's not so bad. So at some point, you're going to sit there and you're going to go, I'm so sorry, Sam. You were right. I was wrong. That and that never day happen. I will retire. Um, so uh, making our way through, we're getting on to some of the last cars. Uh, a Honda. A Honda. Uh, is it a Honda Jazz? I have to open this up bigger because I don't remember. Is, it a, is, is it, it a Jazz? A Jazz? Is this a. Your jazz, is that part of the event? Is it? I think this is just a random car from the car park. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm glad that here. Vicky's giving me that. No, I don't. I think that was a mistake. Um, okay, so. Uh, you just took pictures. Where have you been? Down Brentford Ice Street? <laughs> just taking pictures of cars. Random photos. <laughs> yeah. uh, GT86, a yellow GT86. Don't like see many them. of those. Who's got the yellow GT86? Oh, right at the back. Congrats on that spec. That is paint, right? That's not a wrap? It's paint. I've never and he seen said a yellow he skids one. it. He skids it. But I asked him, yeah. I think you have to skid it if you have a GT86, yeah, right? Isn't do, that part yeah. of the yeah. like, initiation program? We're never going to lose control. It's got no power. <laughs> so harsh. Uh, Audi A5, uh, one of our attendees. Yep. You know what? So my mum, well, go on, mum, shout out. She had an S5 of this shape. Did she? My, one of my best mates had an RS5 of this shape. So what engine's that got in it? That uh, it's a 1.8 turbo. 1.8 turbo. 
Um, Don't know much about that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going with the whole, like, oh, the V8 was so good on that. And I'm, I'm a bit lost. But I think it's a beautiful shaped car. She had the, the your mum had the V6 or the, the V8? The V, uh, she had the V8 and then the V6. Oh, no, she had the V, uh, she had both, she had both, yeah, she had yeah. both. Did yeah, she? Yeah, 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 she had both. Um, and then my mate had the Gen 1 RS5. And I thought that Gen 1 RS5 might have been a bit of a keeper for a while, mm. value-wise, but actually they slightly tanked now, haven't they? Well, they, I think they have come back a bit now, but um, it's a bit like the old, uh, is it the E91 M3? That was pennies, and now that's come back, come back now. Up again. It's similar money to an M4, a good one of them now. So, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the used M and RS market starting to sort of... They do steady yeah, themselves out, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's out. like it's even the older C63, the 6.2 yeah, or yeah, the 6.3. Yeah, yeah, desirable again, huh? Yeah, they've, 2013, 14, they've, you know, they've come back a bit. Uh, another Mini Cooper S, uh, all black with the lights up front, super yeah, nice, like, like bat- Batman spec, yeah. very, very cool. Have you seen the new ones with the new digital dash and all that inside? There's a new model out now, and it's got all like the digital clothing, and they're very excited. It's, it's nice. Isn't I recognise you two, by the way. Now, yeah, been here before. Oh, yeah you came before, and you were very knowledgeable about some very strange cars. So, thank you for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they were like our resource. Well, they're very strange the lads. Episodes. Look at them. <laughs> they're very nice lads. But I remember, like a previous episode, they knew about really obscure niche Things. cars like Minis and Abarths, which you're yeah. now nodding again for. So, uh, but is it not the same digital dash I had in the Clubman, the JCW? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, they're nodding. They're nodding. Yes, it is the same thing. No, it's really. The same as the GP3. Yeah, which was the same as the Clubman that I had. That, that but mod. isn't the whole cluster digital now? Yeah. Heads up display. Yeah, and the, yeah it's, it's super nice. The yeah. minis are proper bits of kit now. A lot of money, though. Yeah, a lot of money. They are a few quid. A really nice S3. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, very nice. Dark Black blue. edition. Black edition? Yeah. yeah. Black edition. Now, have you tinted your plate to avoid speed cameras, or that was as an accident? Okay, yeah, just <laughs> just, to auto, just to look good, right? <laughs> we'll skip past and that. Very nice car. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll blur your plate out for this bit, yeah. <laughs> is it an S-Tronic or...? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, with the Golf R, that's one of the I, most nicked cars in the country. Yeah, I sold my Golf R for one of those. Sold your Golf R for an S3. Yeah. Have you got a tracker or a steering wheel lock because Tony's going to nick your car after this? No, I'm not going to yeah. nick it, but block the plate out because someone might. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll, yeah. I'll blur the whole car off you. <laughs> 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 Very nice. Big fan of those. Uh, Seat Leon Estate. Josh, is this your car? Is it an FR? Where is he? Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. Uh, tell, tell, tell us more. Not much to tell, okay. <laughs> you and now Josh was a little bit embarrassed when he tells me, oh, I think I'm in the worst car here, but Tony's just told us all that actually I'm in the worst car here, so don't worry for yourself. Is it an FR one? Yeah, What's an F, what does that mean? Uh, is that the, is it the two, is it the GTI or R version of the? No, 1.5. Oh, it's the, it's the, the smaller, so 150 horsepower? Oh, that was close. It's good looking though. I think Seat are doing great things. And we spoke about this when we talked about Cooper as well. And Cooper have done their tie-up with ABT. Yeah. But the, the standard Seat range, I think, as well, they're good-looking cars. Yeah, they, they are, yeah. And good value when you can, you know, when you look at the Volkswagen. And Skoda as well. And, you know. and let's face it, estates are, like, so hot right now. You're so trendy because, like, everyone gets SUVs and you've gone for the estate wagon. So, yeah. hey, look, big thumbs up from us. Uh, E63S, well, is, it, is it an S? Okay, so another returning guest who last week berated us after the recording for banging on about RS6s and M5s. No one talks about the E63. I'm now understanding why he did that, because he has one and he's bought it today. Um, very cool, but you love this thing, don't you? And it's got the largest, you and your practicality, that's got the largest boot in, seg- in segment? In, in class. Sector? In class, yeah, thank yeah. you. So that's the most practical one. Can't get an M5 estate, so... And no, RS6 is crap, as he said. Oh, well, and everyone's well, going, ooh! Well, it, well, it, well, it's not, but okay. <laughs> Do you want to take my seat for a second and you and Tony can just go in on each other? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's very cool, and it's a nice classy spec, I have to say. You know, you've got nice bits of chrome on there. The chrome delete thing, I think, is going out of fashion. Am I alone in that? I feel like chrome's kind of making a comeback. Hands up if we like chrome on cars. It, it all depends yeah. how you do it as well, to be fair. Like, some people do it really badly. Um, well, I just think the black on black only black wheels, black yeah. wheel, black of the black badge, you know, like Paul Wallace's M4, M3. Nuke spec. <laughs> Nuke spec, when even yeah. like vinyl wrapped the badge by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is too much for me. Well, I yeah. think a bit of chrome is quite nice and quite classy again. Fair enough. Um, oh, now this was a, this is a, a car I really want to talk about. This GLC 63S, the, the launch edition one, right? The sort of, what do they call it? Edition one. Edition one, there you go. 
I've always been intrigued by these cars because mm. I think they look the bomb. Yeah. And Few quid though, they are. Expensive, especially the edition one. Yeah. But, you know, but I was asking earlier how stiff it is because obviously you look at M3, no, X3 competition we've spoken about before, a little it's bit stiffer too stiff. Stiffer than that. You, but you're saying it's, it's great and it's comfy. Yeah, it's good. I'm not the best driver in the world, but it's, it's good. It's good. So he was following his brother in an R8, he came out of a roundabout and he was drifting it by mistake or on purpose? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like accidentally out of control. I think you've done, I mean, I think you've done yourself proud there, drifting yeah. a four-wheel drive SUV and saying you can't drive. Yeah. I mean, you've done well, I <laughs> think. I'd have been in a lamppost. I'd have been yeah. flapping. Yeah. Trying to keep up with the R8. But no, hey, I think it's great. I think it's practical. I think it looks the bomb. I think it's cool. And it's got, you've got the yellow lip around the wheels. Oh, it's a cool car. That's because it's an addition one. You got a few friends with McLaren, so you thought you'd be able to tow them. It's a good idea, actually. Um, uh, Cupra. That's not a full mentor, is it? That's not a full mentor. No, it's an Ateca, isn't it? Is it Ateca? Cupra? Anyone bring a Cupra or. Oh, uh, yes. Is that an Ateca? Ateca. Ateca. Very nice. As I say, like, I just like all the design language of Cupra and Seat, even though, of course, they are officially unrelated. <laughs> I have to say that contractually. Yeah. Um, uh, 458. Now, is this the stock car? Did anyone bring this 458? Or no. is it stock from has downstairs? Has it got a funny plate on it? It's the stock from downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's Duke London car. Yeah, that nice I'll be picking that up with my photographer afterwards. Vicky's in trouble. Um, uh, another M2, grey car. M2 is it comp just an M2, M2 or a comp? One of them's got CS wheels on it. Anyone bring a grey M2? Sorry? Standard one. Standard one. Standard M2. Still very nice, though. It, it came with the wheels. Did it came it? with the wheels. Oh my god, we've got, we got three M2s today. There's another one, it's a black one. Who's got the black M2? What, comps as well, or just not all non-comps? Black M2? Where are you? No one? Okay, random car. Um, <laughs> uh, Z4? Nice white Oh, Z4. I know whose car that is. Oh no, why are you saying it like that? He knows why I'm saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Z4 man, would you like to declare yourself? Is it tuned, uh, that car? You haven't tuned it, have you? You've just done suspension and no, that. done everything. Done everything. As much as you, can. you use it on track, don't you? Yeah. Oh my god, what a nutter! <laughs> Do you love it? Yeah. It's your pride and joy. You've had it since new. Oh, fair play. Come on, that's that's all right. So you've done engine mods to it as well. The engine let go. The engine so let yes, go. So so I've done engine mods yes, by rebuilding it. Yeah. And it's a manual car, isn't it? Yeah. I think so it's cool. CSL, yeah. Very nice. Uh, uh, we're fans. Tony's. I feel no. like biting his tongue a bit, but anyway. Um, uh, 911, is that just a Carrera? The blue Carrera, Carrera S? Anyone? People are very embarrassed by admitting their cars today. Usually people it's are jumping they're up. Going yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's in the blue 911? Right there. GTS. Oh, it's a GTS. Is it 911? Yeah. Well, what, no, point two, point one? Point two. Point two. Oh, stunning. Yeah, that's you must love car. that. That's a proper car. Yeah. Is it a manual or PDK? PDK. Good lad. <laughs> Manuals are so crap. Now, this R8 is a stunner. So, I'm assuming R8, are we over here? We were in the convoy with the GLC. Okay, incredible. That's a wrap, I'm guessing. Oh, you've got the blue one. Who's got the green one? Oh, they're back there. Is it a wrap? It's a wrap. It's a stunning wrap. Is it just green and the light? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's hitting it, or is it like one of those multi-color? It's very nice, though. It's lovely, yeah. Do you fit comfortably in that car? Yeah? You're happy and comfy in that? Yeah, don't you? I don't think I fit in R8s that yeah, well. Yeah, you did the roof lines loads higher than the Lambo. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you Maybe should be I'd, fine, mate. I haven't driven one for long enough to remember, but the Lambo that I've just been in. Oh, How tall head. are you? Sorry? How tall? Uh, six foot. Yeah, six yeah, foot, yeah. yeah. Well, if he fits, I'll fit. So. Well, very nice wrap. Congrats. That, that's a stunner. Well, we're obviously going to come back to the blue one. Um, the Supra. Now, another returning guest here. And what I love about this is we bumped into each other recently, and he said, come check out my car. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? You've done bits, haven't you? Oh, so no. So go on, give us a shout nice and, nice and loud. What have you done to this Supra? Because uh, this is the latest generation, so it's cool to see one modified. Yeah, the last few weeks, uh, intake, exhaust, bracing, spacers. Uh, intake, exhaust, I'm trying to keep up. Yeah, it's spacers. Spacers. Make it a bit stiffer. Stiffer. Um, Who's done it? Carbon lip. Uh, so this is just off the, back, off the shelf bracing mods. Okay. And he's done, he's done carbon bits to it, so it looks a bit different, and it sounds a joke. We follow, I've, I followed him out of uh, Perla, the guys who make my coffee the other day. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Who's done the mods? Who's done the mods? Uh, PCW exhaust up in Milton Keynes. Uh, PCW exhaust up in Milton Keynes. Very cool. So now I'm assuming you love that car even more than you did a few weeks yeah, ago. just mapped now. Just mapped. Yeah. Okay. What horsepower is it now? Uh, so dynoed it last weekend. So stock it makes 372, Toyota say 335, so they lie a little bit. Um, stage one should be 500. So he's gained about 100 horsepower from the tune, something it, like that, we think. It's 450 or 500, yeah. which one is it? Well, stage one, it varies. Oh, does it? Whatever you're going for, yeah. <laughs> Such a dick. Um, <laughs> very cool. Congrats. I, and I say, it sounds the bomb, and we're fans of that Supra. Uh, we've got a Mustang, I guess, just a 5-litre cabriolet convertible. Yep. It's the 5-litre, yeah, because we still don't do the Shelby stuff in the UK, can we? So, But that looks aggressive as hell. It almost looks like a Shelby. Is that the facelift car? Is that the... The newer with the twin exhaust. Yes. Yeah. And it's the V8 or the EcoBoost? It's got a, no, it's a five-liter V8. The V8. It's got Roosh intake and Roosh. Roosh. Oh, Roosh intake and Roosh exhaust. exhaust. Okay, so it must sound fruity. Yeah, I, I really like. You've always been a bit mean about them, but I really like. No, the um, we had one in stock not long ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And and I actually, it's got. Is that the one with the ten-speed auto in it, or have you got a manual one? Manual. Oh, you got a manual one. Manual. I don't like it. Oh, you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to rattle through the next three. We seem to have more R8s today than anything, so we flipped our M2 GT4 theory onto R8s. We've got a Gen 1 R8, black car, V8 or V10, I think it's V8, V10. Someone help me out. Is it a V8? Yeah. V10. V10, manual? Yeah. <gasps> a manual V10 Gen 1. Oh, Tony, buy it, buy it. That's no a future thanks. classic. No, buy it, not. buy it. No. That's a proper car. You must love that. How long have you had it? Uh, just over a year. Just over a year. They are rare, mate. Seb Delaney had one of those. Yeah. Proper uh, car. Ask him how much he got for it and how much he, could, how much he sold it for. <laughs> and how long it took. Well, I hope you're just enjoying it and not seeing it as an investment, but it's a proper bit of kit. And I think, yeah. I, do you mind me asking how much you paid for that car? You can say you want, don't want to say if you don't want to. No, uh, I don't want to say. Okay. Has it done low mileage? Because I can probably half guess. They're like 50, 60 grand, aren't they? Uh, a low mileage one would be more than that, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I would say around the 50 grand mark with 40,000 miles. For a it. manual V10 supercar, if it's under 100 grand, you're winning at life. It's got the wing back bucket seats too. It's got the bucket seats. What a car! I love that! I can't get excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we got a 350Z Nissan. Nissan 350Z, yeah. Very nice, you love that thing? Do you love it? I yeah. It's a, I, I, I understand people who are into those cars. I'm not going to look at you because you're going to be mean and he looks like a nice guy and I just don't want to ruin his day. So, yeah. Um, the blue R8 now we just seen. So, this is the second gen of the facelift or the. Yeah. Okay. Super nice. V10 or V10 Plus? V10 Plus. You really can't go wrong with one of these cars. I can't really be derogatory apart from it may be a bit soulless, but. It's you, the golf of supercars. Yeah. You, re- you know, you really can't go wrong with them. Can't go wrong. Yeah. You also can't go wrong with a red. 991 GT3. Dot, uh, <gasps> dot, one. dot one. Yeah. Dot one, yeah. That's a, I mean, Whose car's that? Lovely gentleman here. Have you done the engine? What's it? It's not been done yet. No, it's uh, the 
after the engine. Oh, so it's the G series engine. Yes. Hold on a sec, you've totally lost me. Oh, because you're clueless. No, but when I was going on about spider headlights with the 4C, you were like, what are you on about? You little nerds are now freaking out about training series engines. Come on. What, so so what, what do you mean by has the engine been done? And so the, the, the 991.1s had engine problems. They all broke. Okay. They all blew the up. Ones did the early ones. <coughs> 13 so, plate ones were here. So Porsche had, done a, had a 10-year engine guarantee with all of them, regardless. Okay. So there's an E engine, there's an F engine, and there's a G engine. If you've got the G engine, you're fine. Right. So they've all been, they should all been upgraded to at least an F or a G engine. But so the later cars are all Gs. So this is a bit like the um, uh, thing I had in that 996. I've now completely lost my brain. Anyway, uh, this is if you're buying a 991.1 GT3, this is something that you want to make sure is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not been done, Paul should guarantee him for tw- for ten years. So, but 13, 14, you've say, not yeah, got that years long. Left. So, really, you want a G engine car in general. Such a cool car, but this was the only gen that you couldn't get a manual GT3, right? This was the only year that it was yeah. the only generation that was PDK only. You Which is take, fine with me. Oh, you would love that. You'd be super happy. I still think that. I mean, what a car, though. Proper, proper kit and uh, stunning in red. So, yeah, loving that. Uh, Golf R Estate, blue with the black wheels. Love it. So, I think Golfs have won out today. Oh, and that's the last car. Anyone, is it? That, anyone that we forgot, anyone that we left off that had VIP parking today, we haven't mentioned. No. Oh, well done, Vicky. Got all the photos. Uh, oh, wait, one more. Who have we missed? No? Yes. Vanquish S. How did I forget Where's that? that? It's, it's on the photos. I'm being yelled at. Apparently, we do have a photo, but I haven't imported it to the laptop. It turned up. It's, it's black. It's, a, it's the Volante, though, right? What a car. That is, it, sounds... is, it, is it an auto? Uh, yeah. But what year? Have you got the ZF box? Or... Proper bit of kit. Now, I had the Vanquish S, the coupe one in LA when they brought out that ZF box, and I was like, oh my God, why are not more people buying this thing? It's a proper, amazing Grand Tour. Sounds brilliant. That gearbox is perfect. It's like the one that's in the Rapide. Stunning. I actually think, well, because I'm biased to that era of design, that was the last great Aston. For me, the new DBS, the new Vantage, yes, they're good, but they're not as beautiful as that DB9, Vanquish. They sound better as well. They sound better, proper engine. Yeah. Oh, I think that, thank you for bringing that because I know you were toying with being something else. So appreciate you bringing the Vanquish and sorry I didn't shout you out initially. Okay, well, yes, as I said, I mean, what an incredible turnout, what amazing cars, apart from a couple of things that Tony was a bit rude about, mainly my car, uh, we, you all got through, I think, fairly unscathed, so yeah, brilliant. Well, the ones um, he doesn't want me to talk about, he just keeps talking, because yeah, in case I'm derogatory. I just don't let him get a word in, <laughs> skip through it real quick, so I know it's going to rip people apart. Um, so, look, let's get on to it, tell me everything, this was your first road trip of the year? or First European road trip, yeah, so... Of 2021? Of 2021, yeah. So Fine. I normally do two or three a year. Group of friends, we always go a couple of times a year. We haven't been able to go, obviously, because of COVID, like probably many of you. Uh, we went to Portugal for the first time. You'd never been there before for a driving trip? Never been there on a driving trip. Done most of Europe apart from uh, Portugal and Spain. Um, because the dates didn't quite work out for all of us, we could only do five days. We normally do seven or ten. Um, but yeah... I can't tell you the routes because I've been sworn to secrecy. So that they don't get we, too busy? Yeah, we, well, the, the man that gives us the routes is kind of his living. So okay. he's been going there for 10 years. Um, and, he, and he said, please don't give them to anyone. Um, but, but yeah, honestly, the roads were... I, I've never, ever been to Europe and the roads been so quiet in general. And, okay, so the, I mean, I think this is the thing, I don't know if anyone's been able to get out and travel yet, you know, it's early days, but restrictions are starting to ease here in the UK for our international viewers. So we are starting to be able to travel mm. a little bit easier. Have people been into Europe yet? A show of hands, anyone been out on? Very few people. Travelling was a bit three. of a pain in the arse with... But, but my point being, because of that, because it's still early days, if you do manage to get anywhere, places are still quite quiet. Yeah. You can get to places that are traditionally very busy, very hectic, and actually, they're a little bit more low-key, which is quite nice. And yeah. So you were saying that the, the... I wonder if maybe Portugal Portuguese roads are just a bit quieter, but when we went there for Drive the World a few years ago, we were always stuck behind lorries and campers and slow-moving Was things. you? Yeah, yeah we, we, we didn't do so well. I mean, get, you know, travelling... If you're double vaccinated, it, it's less of a problem, but it is a pain in the arse with uh, locator forms. And, Testing. you know, it's not like... It, you have to plan stuff now if you want to go abroad as opposed to just... 
having your passport and saying, let's go, there's tests involved and stuff. But it wasn't, when we all got our head around it, it wasn't that bad. Hotels was nice, food was nice. I, I, I always thought that, because obviously been there on holiday, that Portugal was quite flat. But it's not, mate. That You know, if you're in the north, there's loads of mountains. The weather's a little bit like the UK in terms of the further you go up north, it's not very nice. The weather's not as good. And <laughs> sorry, as you, sorry, anyone from the north. No, no, <laughs> and as you, as you come down south towards the Algarve, it's obviously beautiful and, the, you know, it's a lot, lot sunny. A bit like, you know, the UK, really. <laughs> the, nor- and, the north uh, of Dump is what you're trying to say. No, yeah. no, that isn't what I'm trying to say. But, but uh, another thing I noticed as well, very poor country, Portugal, especially the north of Portugal when you go through the villages and that and it's eye-opening to see remind me of um, like Brazil or, or wow. Mexico well obviously it, they speak it, Portuguese in Brazil yeah was that, was but, that but how, how they live and I mean it's interesting to see you know I, lo- I love to see how people live high class low class middle class um, I think the thing about Portugal which I find is the Portuguese are petrol head I mean, they, they're calm, mad in Portugal. Whenever I've gone there, there's a huge petrolhead community. There is. Uh, which, is which is great. And yes, decent driving roads. I think I, I see what you're saying about, um, yeah, maybe they need some more investment from their government. But they were very let's, not, let's not become a political no. podcast again. They were um, very obliging, the yeah. people as well, like um, in terms of the traffic. So everyone moved out your way. You're, you're right, everyone was waving and every time we stopped at petrol stations, a group of people would come over. And I love the thought that you think they're like waving. Oh, and then you go, ah, I'm <laughs> um, So t- talk, talk us through what cars were there. Obviously you took the special car, yeah. um, but, but can you tell us what your friends were in? What, what other cars were yeah, on the yeah. trip? Yeah, so there was a, a, an SVJ Roadster. A Ventador SVJ Roadster. Yeah, which got all the attention as they always do, post a car. So um, I, I took my car, Speedster. Okay, the, new, Speedster, the latest, no, the latest Speedster. Speedster. Um, F12 TDF, uh, sorry, 812 Superfast. Nice. Uh, and, and oddly, a new shape M5, because the <laughs> car he was meant to bring wasn't ready, so... Um, oh, it hadn't been delivered type thing. Hadn't, uh, it wasn't ready, yeah, oh, so he okay. just had to bring his M5. His M5, fair enough. So, odd, so it was really weird. Like the, the M5 was all right until it got hot, whereas when you... A supercar, when you're pushing on a supercar, they get better as they get hot, ceramic brakes and proper tyres and stuff. The M5 was really struggling once it got hot, so brakes got hot, steel brakes, normal tyres, essentially. Um, but it was all right at the start of the day, and then as we, as we pushed on. As impressive as that new M5 is, you, that weight can't disappear. Like, you it's know, two it can, only, ton. it can only hold on for so long, right? Yeah, it, it, it's two tonne, and, and even the SVJ... As big as it looks, it's not that heavy. It's fifteen hundred kilos, late nearly sixteen hundred kilos, and it's got four wheel steering, and obviously it's got proper brakes and stuff. The gearbox is the problem with that car, but um, yeah, the speeds so the struggle. It's a bit. quite an interesting variety. We're going to bleep this out when he goes into recording because Tony likes to keep uh, his personal cars private, which is totally allowed. But yeah. for everyone in the room, we can tell you it is a. Okay. Yeah. So. Of the cars, they're quite a variety, but also, I would imagine the Speedster, I felt a little bit down on power, would it? In yeah. the straights and stuff? Yeah, so it's the first time I really noticed, because we've always got, all of us have always got similar cars, as in they're all the latest supercars at Performante, or whatever they are. And it's the first time where there's been a bit of a gulf in difference in terms of downforce and power and stuff. And... Uh, the particular person, my pal, he's got a GT2, and I think he probably wished he'd bring... He wanted to bring the speedster because he not took it, took it on a trip and he wanted to get the roof off and stuff. So I think he's glad he's bring it, manual only. So it was a bit of a problem for him uh, coming out of corners, especially, especially the switchback ones. Um, being maybe in the wrong gear or just got not, not got the power to get the out power. compared to the, the 812 and the... Yeah, because uh, the, the SVJ, SVJ 812 and even the M5 is going to absolutely fly out of corners compared yeah, to the Speedster. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, in a, in a straight line, the Speedster was easily the slowest car yeah. in a straight line. We don't do loads of straight line stuff. We stay off motorways for that reason. It's boring, so. And so, was Portugal a good place for those kind of cars? Because something I want to come on to in a second is, often on road trips, you take all these fancy cars, these brilliant cars, they're beautiful, but they can sometimes be super impractical. And so do Portuguese roads lend themselves to supercars? Or if you were going back, would you be in a GT4, an M2, or a Golf R? 
Um, no, the road surfaces were lovely. Yeah. In general, no one got any... I think I've got a tiny little chip in my screen, but normally when I go abroad, I get a bullet hole. <laughs> but can I explain sort. why that is? If anyone here has been on a driving trip with Tony... I don't know how to explain what he's like. He will spend the entire trip two millimetres from your rear bumper. The, the first time I did it, when I had the 540C, he was coming down in a Turbo S, 901.2, and I, uh, maybe your 570S, I think. And he said, oh, well, let's meet up in the Alps, and then we'll drive down to Monaco together. So I went to meet him, and we took off. And the whole time, I could see his pupils. Like, that's all I could see in my rearview mirror. And I was like, bloody hell, what is this nutter doing? And I thought maybe it's just because, you know, he was more confident in his car there or something. We then went on a supercar driver trip a week later, and poor Giante, who often leads the drives for supercar driver, was in a Golf R estate, and Tony in a 570S was, like, nudging him along the road like this. So, so uh, when we're in out, like, our group of friends, I go to the back. Because you're back. just such a dick. That they no, 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 no. It's because uh, the, the back is the, believe it or not, is the... F- fastest place to be I prefer to be at the back in general so uh, but the only person I push down the road is Jonty because I want him to crash so me and, me and Jonty are good friends so he's a hilarious character Jonty he has appeared on the main channel a few times before yeah so he's the only person I really uh, I, I don't really drive probably yours because you're too slow <laughs> I'm, I'm driving within sensible limits and then but, this nut is just trying to overtake me in blind bends but no I wouldn't yeah, ever yeah. do that no 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 chance but yeah, apart from the, the, you know, the roads were lovely. I think, yeah, what I wanted to bring it on to is I've chatted to quite a few people in this room today about things like North Coast 500, Wales, and even Euro trips, like where to go, what to take, etc. And I think, you know, there's definitely a tendency to go to some of these amazing driving roads or driving places with great cars. But most of them, I think, lend themselves to less power or, or actually less super cars. So I just took the spider uh, hurricane evo spider to the isle of Wight. Mm-hmm. um apart from one road terrifying uh i had tractors just literally like trying to plow into me i had buses i drove into a hedge sorry lamborghini that is a scratch um and, <laughs> did you uh, scratch it well i mean like <laughs> the, the the bush scratched it not me um but you, you know, drove it, into the bush no I, well, I didn't drive into the bush but there was a, anyway long story well, the bush short, jumped out in front of you that okay. um, <laughs> So most of the times, especially when I'm traveling, you know, I get amazing recommendations from an incredible audience. So mm. are you in my country? Please go here, please go there. Or you Google most scenic roads in Ireland, wherever it might be. Yeah. We've checked, there's a, some amazing couple from Ireland here today. I don't know where you've gone. Again? Here. Yeah, from Southern Ireland this time. Proper Ireland. Come, Ireland, Ireland, Dublin. Come over today. Yesterday. Flew in yesterday morning. Absolute legends, heroes. We were chatting a little bit, you know. Actually, I think most of the time, the best road trip car is still to this day a hot hatch. In this country, 100%. In Europe, I disagree. Okay, so Germany, of course, the autobahn, let's face it, you want something as big and powerful as possible. Even in some parts of the Alps, I still think, and I'm talking about modern day hot hatches, so yes, you know, things like a Supra, things like a GT4 is not a hot hatch, but you know what I mean? Like that mid-level of circa 400 horsepower and actually a bit of ride height and a bit of practicality, I think, Often than not, you're going to have as much fun as you would in a supercar. Okay, fine. In a supercar, let's face it, brilliant, but we can't all have supercars. And I don't think you're necessarily having that much of a better experience. I think you're having a good time, but I think you can have as much fun on those roads in something a little bit more practical. Yeah, maybe you can have as much fun, but I don't, I don't think they're better, I think, if you're in the Alps. Andy, you would agree with me. We've been to the Alps. If you're in a supercar, you know, a, a, a normal car wouldn't, Oh, we all want to be in supercars. Yeah. I think you know, we're always going to choose to be in supercars. But, uh, you know, uh, we're doing, okay, big shock reveal here, exclusively for the podcast audience because they love it. Uh, Tony, Paul and I are planning, it's not super confirmed, a road trip into Europe at the beginning of October, which should be super exciting. You know what car you're taking. I know what car I'm taking. It should be the F-Type, the yeah, F-Type yeah. R. So I think, you know, there's been, we've been talking amongst ourselves what cars are taking, things like that. For me, that car will be perfect because I can, do be, the, yeah. I can do the cruise, I can do the long motorway part, boring part. When we get to the good roads, it's damn near quick enough. I can get the roof down, it's usable. It's all of these different things. Now, mm. yes, I could take the 360. There's a part of me that wants to take the 360. It's also a part of me that wants to email some company and say, oh, can you lend me X, Y, and Z? But actually, for this trip, I'm like, no, the, F, the F-type's going to be best. And I think, yeah. you know, sometimes... You have to weigh up exactly what you want out of a trip. And don't get me wrong, a supercar convoy, brilliant. 
But at the same time, those of you in this room considering trips to places, just always think about yeah, how battered do you want your car to get? Because he'll just turn around and go, oh, it's a stock car. What do I care? Uh, well, no, person, I do care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, just something that I've always thought, actually, maybe there's something. That's the trip we should do, you know what? Is we should do take a hot hatch, a golf R, whatever club sport yeah. thing, and a supercar, and then go. Off yeah, and see what it'd, be, it'd be actually interesting when we go, depending on what the weather's like, to see how much your brakes and tires struggle when on the F type when we get in the Alps. Yeah, because yeah. it's quite a heavy car. I, I honestly think you'll you'll notice the difference. The thing is, for sure, I don't drive and as Paul. hard as you on the road. I, I'm a Paul drives 30 miles an hour everywhere, so he's not yeah. going to do anything. But <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't know, Paul Wallace literally drives 30 miles an hour everywhere. If you ever see a because really slow, if you see a slow TTR on the M25, that's Paul Wallace. Um, <laughs> so he's not pushing on. But you know, I drive I drive fast, but within a lot of comfort and sort of you know things. So you definitely drive harder. So I'm not getting to a point I don't think where I'm going to get the F-type brakes like squealing. But I agree. I think you will, mate. On like, the Titan twisties, you don't drive slow as you. You think you you know you do push on on the road. So the nicest thing you ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a tiny bit of car news to kind of wrap up today. Before, by the way, we do want to get a few questions and topics off you guys. Um, so just have a little think in a second. Uh, we'll just come to the floor and see if you've got some questions or things that you want Tony and I to discuss. But a couple of bits of car news. There's a new Subaru WRX. Is there not coming to the UK? Cheers, Subaru. You got knobs. a picture of it. Um, yeah, really stunning. Hold on a sec. It's got. Huge, I wonder what it looks like inside because obviously the hot hatch market in this country was the reason why they stopped selling them. Yeah, well, so they, they've said that it's absolutely not um, relevant to their brand anymore. You know, WRX and Rally was a thing of the past, and nowadays Subaru customers and Subaru SUV customers don't relate. And I'm like, I kind of makes sense, but. Um, it's a shame because it looks awesome. My computer's been spammed by like ads, so I don't really know what's going on. I think it's got a virus, but well done me. Uh, it's a very cool looking thing, but it's not coming to the UK, so maybe we don't care. Good that they're still making it though. I guess there's some markets in the world that still want a WRX, so it still makes sense. Yeah, but they're not. They don't do the rally anymore, do they? Uh, no, I, Subaru, Subaru aren't in WRC, are they? Uh, are Subaru in WRC anymore? Philip, <laughs> are Subaru in WRC? No, no. Subaru are not in WRC anymore. Oh. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Now, moving on from that to something quite ridiculous. Tesla. Oh, I was in one of them yesterday. Were you? Oh, mate, honestly. Not by choice. Not by choice, no. It got me back to the airport from the hotel. It was a How hotel was it? car. A disaster. <laughs> honestly. Is the build quality inside as bad as we remember? I had people DMing me and saying, I can hear it rattling yeah. <laughs> as you went down the road. He said, what's that? I, honestly, it was just rattling away. It's a disaster, I had to right? talk to the driver to dampen the noise down. <laughs> Did he go, do you want to launch it? I feel like every no. Tesla in the world just wants to show off lunatic mode or whatever. telling me how powerful it was. I, I, I literally stopped talking to him. So this is a new thing. I don't know how many of you are in or around London or maybe within your cities, you're now seeing EVs become sort of minicabs or taxis more often. Every single time I get in a sort of EV minicab, all they want to do is talk to me about how impressive it is and how, how they've made the change. And, yeah. and you know what's great is I do a charge in the morning, I can do all my trips, and I'm just sitting there going, oh my God. And whenever they say, what do you do? I go, oh, I'm, I work in the city. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I now say I do stuff with cars, oh, it's going to go on forever. So it, yeah. I have to pretend like I'm really, oh, wow, okay, you charge? Oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, Tesla's becoming definitely more popular as taxis. Yeah, but I, n I never tell anyone I'm a motor dealer. Either. Oh my God, just never don't get involved. Ever. Yeah. No. Apparently, an unmodified Model S played, which we still haven't got in the UK yet, but is the top spec, uh, lapped the ring in 7 minutes 31 seconds, beating the Taycan Turbo. So there's a new EV production car record. Now, if you looked at a Tesla Model S, even the play, you don't think, oh, that's a quick car around track. Okay, in a straight line, fine. Now, there was some sort of like Schmee-esque investigations into this that were like, oh, it's not um, unmodified. It had carbon ceramics and all these things like that. But... This is where it gets classic Elon Musk about it. Supposedly, he just tweeted saying, a completely unmodified Model S player did it in this lap time with no real sort of proof. Then some shots appeared of a car with carbon ceramics and a little bit of tweaking. And he said, oh, no, that, we're doing that afterwards to see how much faster it could go with carbon ceramics. So no one really knows, but of all the cars in the world that a Nürburgring lap time probably doesn't matter or doesn't affect sales of, surely it's a Tesla. Mm. Do you think Tesla owners are going, oh, well, we did lap the Nürburgring in 7 minutes 31. Yeah, but it's maybe a market they're trying to get into because they know everything's going electric. They're maybe trying to get ahead. Well, what the, happened to their roads the to that they asked for all that money and then just it, disappeared? Well, yeah, because it was all that money. Yeah, just that's the problem. Building the Model yeah. 3 or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, 
hey, look, I'm all a fan of 0 to 60 in 2.1 seconds. Why not? It's hilarious. But the, mo- the, I still, the Tesla thing I still struggle with, and when they go for things like this, I just get so annoyed. I'm still not a fan of Nürburgring lap times. I, I know I sound a bit like James May, but um, yeah, it, it, this just annoys me. It's true, me. though. It's not relevant. It's literally so just a marketing thing. Yeah, and then yeah. 12 seconds marketing. quicker than the Taycan. Well, jog on. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's a couple of bits of car news. So I'm going to come and open to the floor now to wrap up today's episode, just to see, because we get a lot of messages via Patreon. Thank you so much all the patrons who are here and patrons listening, but also just on social media in general, people saying, oh, can you discuss this or what's your opinion on? So we thought in this final live, we'd allow some of you to do that. So yeah. no worries if you don't have any questions, we'll just finish the episode. Uh, but if you do, raise a hand, stand up, uh, something we can discuss or something we can answer. Don't be shy. High pressure, isn't it? Anyone? Yes, at the front here. Thoughts on the NXS Type S? Very good question. We didn't talk about this because it happened whilst we were away off air. So this is the updated sort of theoretical final version of the NSX, a car that we often say is overlooked. And we've threatened to buy and, and never did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think... Did you see any pictures of it? Yeah, it's got a different front end, doesn't it? Yeah, is it a bit more think, fussy? I don't think it looks that good. Mm. I think they made it look worse. Now... They've got to do something now, haven't they? The NSX is still so overlooked. This is a car which is yeah. 570S performance, yeah. 918 style setup with yeah. hybrid technology. It's a Honda, so you can trash it and not really care. Yeah. Um, and it, it looks, you don't see them, so people go, oh, wow. But okay, who in this room at 100 grand would have a 991.2 GT3 instead of an NSX? Hands up. Absolutely everyone. everyone. Yeah. But the NSX would walk all over a GT3. Mm. And it looks more supercar, feels more supercar, it's wacky, it's rarer, but people just, people just don't want it, don't care. Yeah. And it looks a little bit tacky inside, doesn't it, the yeah. NSX? That's the but problem. That's that front end, look. that's a picture there. It doesn't look good. Mm. I don't think the refresh looks good. It was a very cool looking car. That looks, what does that look like? It's reminded me of something. I'm amazed they're doing a refresh, mate, because I, I just honestly didn't think they were going to... No, they should have just put it in the bin. Yeah, right? they no should have just, it. like they did with the, the first one. Oh, wait, no, there was something I wanted to discuss quickly. Keep thinking of questions. I screenshot this. I sent it to you in the group, didn't I? Really? Hold on. I, I mean, uh, yeah, keep thinking. There was, a, there was two things. There was firstly the most unreliable cars, which I wound you up about because there was a report that came out. Oh, yeah, saying yeah that, I uh, saw that. Saying that Porsche one of the most unreliable and, and Jaguar were more. But there was a great thing, which was talking about popular cars in the sports car segment, and the Supra has sold really well internationally. I had no idea. I'm not the new shape Supra. The new shape Supra internationally. That's it's it. Like it's more than the TT. And stuff. More than the TT, and F-Type was right up there. Go on, F-Type! Like, it was a real, I'm so annoyed I didn't screenshot that. But we'll, not we'll in this country. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. It was globally. It was global, yeah, global. sales. Right, okay. um, and I was really surprised with some of the cars on the list. Uh, anyone else with a question or a topic? You, uh, Tony, would you rather go for an Audi RS Q8 or the new Porsche is it Cayenne Turbo GT so Turbo GT RS Q8 or Cayenne Turbo GT I'd always go Porsche me personally um, do you think that Turbo GT thing will hold its money like no. some Porsches do it or just going to tank no they all lose money don't they as, you know, as would an RS Q8 apart from the Urus which is peculiar it's so odd that that car I mean they've made 15,000 of them or more. I see them everywhere. And they're still like list. So your shout is Turbo GT? Over the... RSQA. I'd go RSQA. Would you? Yeah, I think it's a bit more subtle. Uh, I've never been a massive Cayenne fan, but it's a bit too fiddly for me. RSQA, you've got the Audi practicality and usability. It's a a really nice car. Wait a minute. What part of usability and practicality has a Cayenne not got? I don't Are know. You this is my, that's why I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I, can't, I can't back it up. <laughs> this is my opinion. So get the RSQ8. Yeah. Uh, there was another question back there. I think somewhere near you. Someone put their hand up. Yes. Uh, talking fairly sensibly in terms of insurance and price. Where should I go from a 307? Insurance. You're asking about insurance for 307. Uh, what's the next best car? Uh, oh, the next best car moving on. Well, so. He wants to move on from the Peugeot into something which isn't going to absolutely ruin him insurance-wise and all these things like that. Veyron. <laughs> <laughs> Veyron, you hate, so I don't know why you're recommending that. I don't hate it. I was a load of crap. That's what you said. I would say Golf is it's boring, but you are they expensive to insure? I, I don't know. They're more expensive. Do you know what would be a good shout? Go on. Uh, Seat. 
Say it, yeah. yeah. A, a Leon, a, a Leon R, yeah, or you know something like that. What's the smaller one? What's the smaller one they do? Is it a Fab? It's Small? not a Fabia anymore, is it? What? Is Ibiza? it Ibiza? Yeah, yeah. yeah is something it, like is that. the Up GTI expensive to insure? No, that's not a bad shout. Up GTI, as well. yeah, Up yeah. GTI would be a solid car. Something which has got a little character, a little personality, a little bit more sporty. Um, GT86, cheap to insure. Yeah. Wow. I mean, be careful. <laughs> You're jumping in the Persia into the GT86. Don't go anywhere in roundabouts chasing R8. You'll <laughs> be in a wall. Any more? Any more? No? Okay. Well, that very nicely then brings, oh, we've done well. brings our episode to an end. It's, uh, it's been mega doing these live shows. We will 100% do more. We don't know exactly when or how. We've t- talked about or teased the fact that we want to get out and explore the UK or even internationally bring this show to other parts of the world or other parts of the UK. But this has been a brilliant space to do them in and I think we've always enjoyed them. So we'll do more. Stay tuned. Oh, one last question. Why aren't we doing more? Uh, so, the rest of the year has got a little insane. Um, I think the motor industry has woken up post-COVID and gone, let's just do everything now. Um, so, for example, next week, I've got three commercial campaigns in three different countries across five days. So, that's going to be interesting. Um, and that kind of continues for me, at least, until mid-November. And then December, I might not even be around for two or three weeks. So just finding the time is hard. And then Tony as well. Uh, you know, I think you were saying that things are getting busy and hectic and oh, yeah. going into a busy period. So we want to make sure that we're keeping the podcast regular. You know, that's our aim and our dream. Uh, doing the live events are brilliant, but obviously just logistically require a bit more effort. So we're definitely not saying no, and there will be more. I just can't tell you when. <laughs> um, it takes so a bit more planning than just doing a podcast as well, Especially it? if you want to move around. Yeah. So yeah, uh, stay sure, tuned. Yeah. Keep an eye on seenthroughglass.online and the events section. Of course, we'll make a big noise about it when we do announce the next few events, but keep an eye there uh, for any more future tickets and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's been brilliant, and, and regular studio-based episodes will of course be continuing, including the return of After the the checkered flag. Paul Wallace is finally back from climbing Ben Nevis. One knob. Um, so did, he, yeah. did, he, did he go up Ben yeah. Nevis? Did he? And he did that classic Paul Wallace thing going, oh, if we run the first five miles, we'll do it quicker. Oh. <laughs> Nearly fell off the side. But anyway, so yeah, after the checkered flag is returning. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with a more traditional episode. So if you've enjoyed this episode and you're watching, please give it a thumbs up. If you're here on YouTube, subscribe, turn on notifications. If you're listening, keep listening on whatever platform. If you want to support us, head over to Patreon. If you want to follow Tony's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms and I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Everybody in the room, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.